0: Welcome to the Becoming Whole podcast. I am your host, Karima Eames, a holistic therapist, author, and passionate seeker of truth. For the past 34 years, I've been working with people on inner transformation. I've taken my learnings and written a new book, Becoming Whole, The Art of Inner Transformation. This book is packed with tried and tested tools and stories. And now in this podcast, We'll explore real-life client examples and how they have applied these tools to transform their lives. Come and join me if you would like to learn how to transform your life too. My guest today is Helen Paderin. Helen is an award-winning naturopath and nutritionist with 20 years of clinical experience. She is a published author, public speaker and an advocate for empowering individuals, families, and organizations to find the joy in living and being well. Helen's personal and professional journey has been intimately intertwined, as much of her own personal journey has been what has guided her professional career, and likewise she learns so much from her patients and clients. She is passionate about bringing awareness to the connection between physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Above all, she values a sense of curiosity, compassion, and adventure in her own personal journey, as well as encouraging those values in others for their own journeys. Much of Helen's clinical practice centers around reconnection to self, each other, and nature to achieve renewed states of well being. That's a very impressive resume. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just from my end, a few words. I have known Helen for about 18 years. And I first met her as a client and she has now become a very close and loved and trusted friend. So Helen, I'm looking forward to speaking with you and you sharing your insights with our listeners because you have done a lot of work and have a lot of wisdom. So I'm very curious what will happen today. Uh,
1: Me too. I'm, I'm always curious and I'm very honored to be here.
0: Thank you. My pleasure. So let's go into the questions. And can you share with us why you are interested in doing inner work? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, where it all began really because I think it has largely stemmed from a lifelong value of adventure and curiosity Mm. and not really just settling for what I've been told I guess (laughs) so um, at times that can come across as a bit of uh, stubbornness and challenge for other people I'm sure (laughs) and for myself Um, but yeah I guess not feeling you know despite my family's best efforts to their knowledge at the time my physical health wasn't great in Childhood and teens and early 20s, and in my teens and early to mid 20s, I did suffer a lot from depression. Mm. And I guess that was a little bit of a a catapult into the world of self discovery and just this yearning and longing for the big questions of, you know, why and what's life about and why am I feeling this way? And there's um, a longing for something else. I think it in hindsight was stemming from a a deep sense of disconnection and, and really yearning for that reconnection. Mm. Yeah. And I guess actually just to add to that too, I guess a lot of it started to unfold and this is how it relates to my work too, as when I started studying nutrition and naturopathy and started to work with patients as well and, you know, learning new knowledge and then engaging with others and then using myself as a guinea pig too in terms of how to eat or how to live and those kinds of things and then reaching these new states of health because growing up i didn't i didn't know i didn't feel well because that was my no- normal
0: right
1: but as i started to feel better physically it also really profoundly affected me emotionally mm-hmm. as well so it's been this interplay between the two over the years and i think that then sparked a lot of the journey as well mm-hmm. mm.
0: and that's also what you're really sharing a lot with your patients
1: yeah yeah i yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, very passionate about that. The yes. two can't be separated. <laughs> yes,
0: and you're doing a great job there. Um, just before we go into more details and specific steps, are there any important moments of doing your inner work that are standing out for you right now?
1: Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of them so <laughs> over the last you know roughly twenty years. So. Big ones that have stood out in the last few years, I guess, have been around um, boundaries has been a big one for me. Um, Once upon a time that just seemed, having boundaries seemed quite impossible, Mm -hmm. I guess, and didn't really understand them, so that didn't help. And also... um, it didn't feel like it was something achievable for me to be able to put boundaries in place with ease. It always felt like, oh, my God, that feels horrible and I really don't want to do it and, you know, like such a resistance, like icky, sticky kind of feeling to it. And then the first times that I really felt that sense of boundaries and expressed them it was like whoa, that that feels really good you know and where else where else can I do this I was you know there's been times where I've almost been looking at where else can I put them in because it was enjoyable now it's not always enjoyable that's for sure sometimes it can still be very challenging but at least I'm more comfortable playing in that Discomfort now as well, because I also know how good it feels on the other side. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a big one. Um, a few years ago, that big session we did around hate was a really profound one for me.
0: Yeah, that's a big um,
1: one. Yeah, you know, the, amongst those emotions that have so much judgment. And we had previously done quite a bit of work on anger and those other often perceived Mm. negative emotions and I could see the beauty in anger and, you know, it's something I've had to work with a lot over the years because I always belittled and suppressed that a lot myself, hence the depression. Mm. Um, But I never imagined hate could be, experienced in a beautiful way either it even sounds strange to this day to say that in a way but I just remember going in and really experiencing that hate consciously and how much my heart opened and it just kind of shocked me you know and you had this little you know knowing giggle or something (laughs) like yep that's the one (laughs) so um yeah that was fascinating Um, Let's let's just stay
0: with that one a bit because that's mm. such a big one for most people. It was for me and for most clients I work with. It's one of those later ones you need to do others before to actually even consider that hatred can be transformed. Mm. And I know that I, in the book, write about it, that hatred is the pathway to peace. Mm. And it took me a long time to trust that myself And I really know now it is. And do you remember when it shifted and you allowed it and dropped through what you found on the other side of hatred?
1: I just remember it. I remember it being this moment of incredible stillness and calm. Yeah. Like super still. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, it didn't have the fire or the heat of anger or, no. you know, the rush of anger. No. It was just, it was super still. And yeah, just experiencing that consciously, all I remember is with that stillness, this whoo, like real opening. Yeah. Um and it just then gave me a lot more peace. And then I could stop judging myself for feeling hatred at yeah. the time as well. I was like, okay, I can see that that that's okay now.
0: Yeah. I just want to put a piece in because for some listeners this might be very confronting on you, that any emotion, if healthily felt, can transform. And mm. each one transforms into a specific positive quality. And specific to hatred is this deep, deep sense of peace that you're describing in stillness. Mm. And only repressed hatred is a problem, but fully felt it's not.
1: So mm. yeah, that was so fascinating. That I know so fascinating. it's hard to believe before you <laughs> yeah. experience
0: it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um Ah uh, at the moment, are you aware of any challenges you can remember that you've overcome? Does anything stand out there?
1: Mm, yeah, many like uh, events-wise, I you know, there's different versions. There's events that have been challenging and then there have been themes within myself that have been challenging. So Yeah, event-wise, certainly going through separation and divorce and massive life changes like that where it just feels like, you know, a massive earthquake has hit Mm -hmm. and and everything you know has crumbled to the ground. Um, Being able to work through that consciously to Mm -hmm. the point now that I'm still... um, friends with my ex and as much as that was dark night of the soul period to go through there's still immense love there as Mm -hmm. well and i don't feel like that will ever not be the case Mm -hmm. so that was a huge gift and i mean that just that rocked and shattered me because so many things crumbled for me in that experience that you know i lost um my income at the time i lost my home at the time i was living in another country i couldn't get back to australia mm-hmm. when i would have liked to i was coming back with you know nothing next to nothing in my bank account my budget was $35 a week for petrol and food and you know every other expense other than my rent um so yeah that really challenged so many parts of me and yeah so your support and my journeying through that was i can't imagine how i would have got through it or what the outcome would have been without doing that work yeah um so yeah event wise that was huge and then there's been other you know relationship reflections and breakups and things along the way as Mm -hmm. well so um There's been episodes of being in the public eye under a lot of media criticism, which was huge in me dealing with my poor um, ability to be able to understand or work with criticism as well. So that was a really steep and beautiful learning curve Mm. for me and I feel way different about it now so much better and then as a general theme I would say around self-esteem and Mm -hmm. self-worth that has been a huge journey for me like 20 years ago me versus me now totally different kettle of fish you know like my 20 years ago me stoked for me now (laughs) you know so (laughs) I feel a lot more liberated. I don't feel like I carry so much weight, you know, energetically. Um, I feel more comfortable in my own skin. I feel less concerned about fitting in and as a result, have a much greater sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm better at stating my needs better at knowing my needs myself and then better at stating them most of the time again there's always not like um, I'm certainly not Buddha (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's always (laughs) layers of the onions so um, yeah but just so profoundly affected every aspect of my life yeah
0: beautiful which leads us to a later question you know Becoming whole, but we'll park Mm. that for now a bit more. Mm. So let's go through the different steps that I introduce that I recommend, would recommend to a new client to go from here to there. Mm. And I just would like you to share your understanding looking back now because you've worked with all of them. What have you now learned about the role of the mind and inner transformation? Has your mind become a friend?
1: Mm Oh, yeah, much more. so. I've learned a lot about the mind. what's the What's the quote? The mind is a terrible master, but a great servant. servant. yeah, yeah. So learning to put the mind in the in the passenger seat rather yes. than the driver's seat, yeah, super important. and then so when the the you know super ego and the judgments and the the negative self-talk comes up, there's a I have a greater ability ability to be able to just like park that or make the voice smaller or tell it where to go and <laughs> um and be curious about it and go oh that's interesting that that's coming up now why why is that coming up now um, and then also not identifying with it not making mm-hmm. it mean that that is the truth about me so
0: yeah I want to stay with it a little bit because that's one of those for many people difficult parts to understand like there are in when we become more whole we embrace more and more parts of ourselves we get to know ourselves more and a lot of it is embracing and bringing home parts and I mm. always say to clients there's one part you don't do that with that's the mm. inner church that's mm. where you the healthy boundaries come in where you can tell it to go away F off <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's, so that's the one part you want to really learn to bend and keep out of the picture and mm. every other part will be brought home and embraced. And it's really important to understand that and not mix tools here. You don't want to mm. say to the judge, yeah, no and negotiation. In, judge me more. Yeah, no. And mm. then do say, put a boundary to the inner child. So mm. really important part.
1: Yeah, no negotiation there. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Right. Um, let's
0: talk a little bit about the role of the physical body. Why mm. is that important in transformation?
1: Mm, so important. It's like our antenna system, our feedback system, really. You know, the the body and the soul doesn't have words to use. It has uh, signs and symptoms and sensations. So if we're in tune or regularly take the time to tune in, we will feel or hear or see those sensations. If we don't, then maybe they'll get a bit louder and we'll start getting signs and symptoms. And if we still don't listen and it has to scream, then we'll get disease basically. So learning to tap in and actually um, I, I had to learn this a lot as well actually being friends with your signs and symptoms rather than going, God, I'm sick again or I've got this symptom again. I've done all this work. Why is it? And it's like something's going wrong or I'm dying or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. It's like actually, no, it's your body talking to you to let you know what needs attention. Exactly.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think, again, this is really important to highlight because my understanding now is that the body is wise, it's a teacher, mm, so and wise. we don't grow up like that. I didn't. We, we don't like symptoms. We don't want the body to be sick or we think the body is failing us and we're treating it like an object that just should function, but it is mm. such a fine feedback system, and I love the word you chose, an antenna.
1: Mm yeah, yeah and, i
0: absolutely. mean it's one of your big areas of expertise to hear yeah. through the body and the
1: yeah, gut, yeah. well that's yeah that embodiment it's i think encompasses it all because mm. it encompasses the the physical and the emotional and you're really feeling the sensations and whatever the emotion is, you're really feeling that in your body and where is it in your body and how do you know you're feeling that emotion and, yeah, all of that kind of thing provides incredible feedback. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it also leads to what we call embodying, you know, not there are some traditions that go leave the body and you have transcendental Mm -hmm. experiences, but that's a very different path to what Mm -hmm. we are doing
1: yeah absolutely yeah and that's one thing i really love about the work with you as well is it is very embodied it's really Mm. grounded and yes there's the blissful states and and expansion and all of that kind of thing but it's all it's all very rooted in this earthly existence yes
0: definitely (laughs) (laughs) Um, now let's talk about one of my big passions the importance Mm. of the heart for inner transformation Mm. how would you put that in your words
1: essential Um, it is by keeping that heart open and leading with the heart rather than the mind so having more of the heart in the driver's seat more than anything else then regardless of what is going on regardless of how Um, challenging or infuriating or difficult in whatever flavor something is having that heart open allows us to be able to approach it with compassion and Mm. some softness so that there can be connection whether it's with ourselves or with somebody else if someone else is involved whereas if the heart goes offline and we're just in the head Then we're in trouble, yeah. yeah. That's when the division occurs, yeah. yeah so true. Mm-hmm.
0: And without the heart, from my understanding, facing these challenges like repressed parts, difficult emotions is impossible because the mm-hmm. mind will judge and divide and the heart really allows that acceptance.
1: Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah.
0: Okay now one of my other big areas of passion the art of feeling we Mm. talked a bit about it already before when you said Mm. talked about hatred anything else you want to talk about what you would call what you've learned around accepting your emotions
1: Mm. well they're also kind of um in a way, like being connected with the antenna of the body and the sensation in the body, the emotions are also a beautiful, or well, sometimes beautiful, sometimes <laughs> not <messy>. always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> GPS. You know, it's um, my my experience of doing the work is that unless we really go into and feel the emotion it persists, it's that whatever we resist persists. So by going into that emotion, connecting with that, exploring that, feeling it in the body as well, that's the way through, yeah.
0: Yeah, I keep getting that confirmed again and again, like when clients come and say, I'm always angry. Mm. Then I teach them how to allow it, fully release it, transform it, and they say, oh, I'm not angry anymore. Or Mm. someone goes, I'm always sad. Yeah. So whenever someone uses that language, I'm always a specific emotion. It means it's never having a chance to just move and flow and be released and transformed. Mm.
1: And, and it then, can be, yeah, sorry. You go. <laughs> I was just going to say it can be terrifying to step into that if, you know, it's an emotion that we have kept putting aside for so long because really feeling it can feel like when is this ever going to end, you know? It can feel all-consuming. It's like put your seatbelt on and get ready for the ride because it will end when you get through it, whenever that is, (laughs) kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And just with that one, I want to add another tool that I really like that I've used a lot in the last few years when that happens, when a new or an emotion that hasn't been felt a lot yet suddenly comes back, it can be very overwhelming and flooding. So I often recommend a tap analogy that we can imagine we turn a little bit of that anger or sadness on, Mm -hmm. try that, get familiar with that and go, oh, that's okay. Then a little more and a little more Mm -hmm. so to know that we can actually be in control of how much of an emotion we feel and that makes it much easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think that's essential as well. Yeah. yeah. It's very much, yeah, dose dependence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's talk a bit about the inner child, another very important part of the mm. work.
1: Mm. I I love that. And you know, it's something that I guess we've we've spoken about a lot. And you know, my kind of term for it is reparenting but with repair being I want the to
0: say that again, you came up with that reparenting
1: yeah like,
0: yeah it's a beautiful way to put it
1: yeah and I just feel like you know those aspects of ourselves or those needs in our younger self that for whatever reason um, weren't met at the time or we perceived that they weren't met at the time, being able to provide that for ourselves now and literally, you know, can be imagining having that in a child next to you or on the seat next to you or walking hand in hand with you or carrying it or giving a cuddle or yeah. saying particular words or, or that were needed to be heard. But um, that's been hugely powerful in terms of just calming that nervous system activation that can happen in challenging situations where it's a patterned response from a long ago. It's not necessarily anything to do with what is happening in the present moment, but because we've got that unconscious record playing Mm -hmm. until we bring that consciousness and repair to it it's going to keep playing out yeah and
0: one of the most fascinating discoveries there was for me in the beginning and for you would be and everybody that learns this we really can heal younger parts give them what Mm -hmm. they were missing and they truly repair like you would take an outer child in that's wounded Mm -hmm. and you help it so it's very powerful and very very real and I think that is comforting for many people to hear because we often think whatever went wrong in the past is done. We're damaged mm. or wounded or we missed that, we'll never get it. It's not true. You can repair mm. it all. Yeah. It's very and empowering as part of the work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful for a self. But personally, I've also found there's gifts in it in terms of my relating to children as well. Particularly, yes. I've found both myself and with um, friends and their kids, whatever ages we tended to have struggles with ourselves or needs not met ourselves, sometimes there can be a bit of friction in relating to children of that age or providing something for children of that age. And so, yeah, it's helped with my relationships with a lot of the kids in my life by having those needs met by myself within myself of my yes. child
0: yeah yeah i yeah totally agree like it works in both directions from an outer child you learn how to be with them in a healthy way which mm. then helps with the inner child and when you do something on the inner it will help how do mm. you relate to an outer child
1: yeah
0: yeah 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 <laughs> um now, this area is one of the hardest ones, usually for most people the area of inner deficiencies, emptinesses, or what's officially called inner holes. Are you okay to talk about that a bit?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Any memories of an experience of a specific hole? And,
1: um, I feel like if I am understanding the question correctly as well, around um, there's, it feels like a big theme for me of dealing with this um, well of, you know, sadness and apathy and futility. So there's yeah, a
0: whole, definitely. Yeah, apathy big, and futility would be descriptions of mm-hmm. a hole or inner deficiency.
1: Yeah, so that for me is a big piece, and it's certainly one that is present for me quite a bit at the moment. Not that I'm feeling those things strongly right now. I I was a few months ago. I'm not feeling them strongly now. However, I'm aware. I can feel them there in the background, or yeah, I can feel where they are in my body. Mm. But yeah, so I've yeah, it's a continuing exploration that yeah
0: one. it's one of the hardest ones because we are deeply conditioned to avoid holes and move away mm. from them. We don't want to go into these empty places apathy, loneliness, abysses when it mm. feels like we're really empty we don't know who we are these are not comfortable states. And I just want to mention here one of the main teachings around this is learning to relax with a whole, which mm. means we stop running from them. and we turn towards them and start getting curious what is this emptiness like and Mm -hmm. where is it and how big is it and that's how we learn to befriend it and Mm -hmm. then eventually through that we drop through back into a positive quality Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that is one of the very impressive learnings like a similar was dropping through hatred into peace when you really relax into a hole you don't avoid it anymore you find gorgeous qualities again inside
1: mm. yeah yeah i feel like at the moment i'm really you know i'm diving into them <laughs> i'm not scared <laughs> of them at this point and i'm not i'm not pushing them aside and yeah there's still some some gems to Finds
0: there, yeah, yeah. It's one of the hardest ones, definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Mm. Now, when we understand all of this and practice this, and the mind becomes a friend, we come into the body. We learn to open the heart. We learn to feel. We heal the inner child what really happens through all of that is that our inner guidance system or the capacity to really listen to ourselves mm-hmm. gets activated i would love to hear about that in your words mm-hmm. what is it like to be connected and listen to your own guidance
1: Mm, delicious, really. I mean, I feel (laughs) I've felt um, a new, stronger layer of that come in in the last few months as well. And, you know, it's this deepening relationship with myself over the years. And I guess initially, because I've always been quite a sensitive person, but haven't necessarily always listened to the guidance or if I have listened, I haven't always acted on it. And I have lived to suffer the consequences mm-hmm. of that. And then really learning okay, listen and act accordingly is really key. And doing that is very empowering and integrating. Like I feel when I do that, I, yeah, I feel powerful. I feel in my essence. I feel unshakable um, regardless of what's going around me. Um, and yeah, it feels really beautiful. It feels like being tapped into this limitless source of information. yeah um, to the point of kind of getting downloads or insights, which and this has happened in the last month or so for me, which was super cool because I <laughs> got a particular, Insight about something and hadn't heard anything about it before, but then went and researched it, and it was the research is there. I, but yeah, just so just that's a little example Mm. of a practical aspect of it. Um, but yeah, for many things about making choices for your life, for your body, for your health, for your relationships, whatever it might be. Um, having the courage sometimes it does take courage yeah it can oh, be yes. scary so yeah, it can yeah. take a lot of courage to listen and act but it's yeah. always there yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how do you get the messages is it words a visual a feeling sense usually
1: yeah usually for me it's a feeling sense mm. so i'll get a sense of an opening or contraction yeah
0: that's very um, important yeah
1: Mm. Or sometimes I I'll, ju- I'll get a sense of a direction and mm-hmm. or if there's choices, I'll get kind of pulled to one or the other. Um, and only only this recent one was a, a word that came, which mm-hmm. is a cool experience for me because normally it's not words for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can come through on any channel. It can be feeling mm. sense, visual or real words. And Mm. when this deeper guidance really starts talking to us, it can be very confusing in the beginning. I definitely remember that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And feeling is definitely my strongest sense in that.
0: I think that's the most common one. Mm. Wonderful. Now let's talk about why we're doing the work. Like this becoming whole part is everything we talked about, but we're really doing it to reconnect with what is already whole in us, the being whole part. Mm. And my favourite term for that is, I've gone through many different stages, is true nature. It's just simple. Can you describe a few direct experiences of you being in touch with true nature, any of the qualities?
1: Mm. Um, It is exquisitely beautiful, it is blissful, it is deeply relaxing, yes, it is deeply calm mm. there's that beautiful, yeah, there's expansion there's there's flow, nothing feels yeah. like rigid or stuck. it feels like open, yeah, open and flow, bliss calm. <laughs> and it feels true that's you know it feels true you're like ah this is me without all the scars and rubbish and everything else on the outside
0: you know yeah i (laughs) always call it it's an inbuilt recognition system in true Mm. nature because we do know when we're in touch with deeper truths.
1: if that wasn't
0: there we would just maybe find something, not recognize, and then move on again. Mm. So we know when we are in contact with who we really are or real aspects. Yeah. And it's very rewarding.
1: Super rewarding. And also a guide as well. Yes. You know? yeah. 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 And yeah. a resource.
0: Mm. Yeah, I believe that all the other steps are really there to get in touch with our true inner guidance and then it's what we need to listen to. It's the best feedback we can get,
1: Mm. more worse than
0: anything else.
1: It's the space where there's no need for morals or ethics or laws or rules because everything works in symphony in that space yeah yeah
0: yeah that's Mm. one of those laws of true nature that it's always harmonious Mm. but you will never find any state that's not harmonious or relaxed and Mm. yeah beautiful now what does becoming whole mean to you at this moment in time
1: Mm. for me at this time it really means um compassionately and lovingly approaching and accepting and embracing all parts of myself. So the from the utterly beautiful to the incredibly painful and the absolutely shameful and disgusting, like all <laughs> <Yeah>. they're there. <laughs> exactly. And they're all, all okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And going, you know what? It's okay. And being able to communicate with those parts in a in a loving way, which is why it's so important to have the open heart, because exactly. without the open heart, we wouldn't be able to do that.
0: Ah, would be impossible. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to share? Anything that comes to mind that could be relevant?
1: Uh only that I just really wish for everybody to have the support and the space to be able to do whatever parts of this work that they can do because I truly feel like not only is doing this work healing for ourselves, but it's healing for the collective too. And it might, you know, if you're new to the work, it might sound a bit weird to say it heals in all directions. You know, it heals down our ancestral lines, it heals future generations, it heals across our current collective trauma that we're experiencing yeah. right now. And, again, that needs to be dealt with from this open-hearted space first within ourselves and then we're going to be able to unite with others as well. So, yeah, yeah, so that, totally I wish agree. everybody yeah. could... Understand. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. 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 It does heal in all directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what is one tool or resource you would like our listeners to take away from today? Something simple to focus on, experiment with.
1: Mm. So many. But one that I am personally finding very helpful right now for myself and, and people who I'm working with as well is shaking. You know, I feel like at the moment um, we're going through a period of time where a lot of people are feeling a lot of tension of yeah. different flavours and um, a lot of people will recognise in their pets or in animals if they're in a state of stress or shock um, in, that, in that fear mode. Afterwards, when the fear has gone, they will that will shake and that exactly. resets the nervous yeah. system. And so if we bring that in as a practice from a physiological point of view, the fact that you're shaking is telling your nervous system that right now you're safe. Yes. And it helps, again, to shift that stuck energy. So my suggestion would be to find a song that's anywhere from three to nine minutes long. I don't know why nine, but that's just the number. (laughs) (laughs) Three three to (laughs) nine minutes long and just shake it can and just experiment. It can be little shakes, can be big shakes, can be slow shakes and just like as much as possible, and you might think, oh, I, I must look like a fool right now, but that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, just leaving your head at the door basically and shake nonstop for the period of the song. And I suggest before you start that, just do a body scan. So just go through your body from, you know, head to toe or vice versa and just notice what you notice. Do you feel mm. Do you feel loose? Do you feel contracted? Are you feeling pain? Is your mind fast or slow? All of those little bits of feedback, which will also help to train you to be more able to read what is going yeah. on in your body at every, any given point in time. Then do the shaking for the duration mm. of the song. And then at the end of the song, do the scan again and just notice whether it's the same or different. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Loved it. Yeah, Yeah, it's a very valuable tool. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to encourage everybody who's listening to experiment with that and to just start Mm -hmm. gentle, try a little, and then it gets more and more familiar.
1: Yeah. Helen,
0: this was very enjoyable. Loved having this talk with you. And thank you for your time and your insights.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I always love talking about these things with you and with anybody who would like to listen. Yeah, it's the rich, it's the rich part of life. So thank it you is. for everything you've taught me over the years as well. My
0: pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Whole podcast. My passion is to make this world a better place. And that starts with each one of us feeling and being well. If this podcast has helped you, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Leaving a review also helps others find the podcast. My new book, Becoming Whole, The Art of Inner Transformation, is available on Booktopia and Amazon. For more information, check out my website inneralchemy.com.au or find me on Facebook.